Hello there and welcome to Impact Podcast. Matthew chapter 4 verse 4 declares the man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeded from the mouth of God. This podcast exists to build lives and empower destinies through the breaking of the bread of the word of God through the very many insightful and impactful teachings that will be featured on the podcast. Our aim is to see lives built and destinies impacted to the end that kingdom come. We're glad that you're here. I pray that you'll be blessed by today's teaching and every other episode that we will be featured while you're here. Please do well to subscribe, like, share, and make sure that you do not just benefit alone, but also have other people benefit from what you'll be hearing today. And now to today's episode. Sit back and relax and enjoy what we have for you today. God bless you. Hello there and welcome to this episode of Invite Podcast. This is yours truly, Pastor George and Joko. I am glad that you're here today and as always, I am delighted to share a few moments with you as we um, just talk a little bit about the integrity of God and that's exactly what I want to talk about today. Uh, for a few moments, the the, the integrity of God. You must understand that we serve a God of integrity. Um, integrity, it's really, in a nutshell, an ability to say something and do what you've said. An ability to do something and do what you've said. Integrity is not just the willingness to say something or the willingness to do it, but be actually being able to do it, coming through with what you've said you would do means you have integrity it is not about well intention it's not about being uh being honest about what you want to do it might be well intended but not doing what was well intended uh to be done it's really lack of integrity so i may intend uh, well, I may intend or have well intention to do something, but actually doing it is the conclusion of one being an impressive a person of integrity. And God is a God of integrity. In the human realm, there's different other factors that can affect or may affect our ability to deliver on that which we have promised or said we would do. How? Ever, we must understand that our God is not in any way limited in being able to do what he said he would do. The only thing is we must understand the parameter within which God delivers on his promises. Um, uh, I, I really want to begin by letting you know that God can never bless one outside of the parameters of his word. That's right. God will never bless anybody outside the parameters of his word. The word of God creates for him the framework or the parameters or the boundary within which he delivers on his promise. In other words, whatever is not captured in the framework of the word of God, whatever is not captured within the boundaries of his word, 
cannot be delivered by him or will not be delivered by him because his words commits his performance, his words commits his doings, his words commit his actions. That's right. God is bound to deliver on what he has said. God is not bound to deliver on what he hasn't said. So if God has not said it, and if it's not captured in his word as written, uh, uh, so the word cannot be written or the logos word, the rhema word, or the written word, basically. If it's not captured in those, then it cannot uh, you cannot really hold him accountable to that. And that's why his word is written and it is written that it may not be changed. And because it is written, we have been instructed by scriptures to present our cause before God, to bring forth our evidence, uh, our evidence being his written word, to say this is what is written. What I, what, what a verbal conversation between people may be denied but if it is written it's because to avoid or prevent it from being uh, 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 denied uh, from being changed and that is why it is written and within the parameters of his words God actions or God performs God delivers on his promises and the Bible says in John chapter 1 beginning from verse 1 that in the beginning was the word the word was with God and the word was God the same was in the beginning with God all things the Bible says were made by him and without anything was not and uh, without him sorry was not anything made he was the word that word was with God in the beginning and that word was God himself and the same word had been with God from the very beginning and the Bible says all things not one not some not a few things but all things were made by him however without him was not anything made that was made if you go all the way to verse 14 the bible says and the word which was with god and that was god in the beginning was made flesh <laughs> and it dwelled it lived it tabernacled amongst us guess what and we beheld we see it his glory the glory of the father as of the only the glory as of the only begotten of the father full of grace and truth it became flesh and dwelt it is his word that was with god and that was god and that was with him in the very beginning through which and in which all things were made and that word which is responsible for making and delivering became flesh and dwelt amongst us. That's the world that we have today. And so know again that the word of God gives credence to the credibility of God or the credibility of God gives credence to his word. His ability to deliver gives credence to what he has promised. How? 
ever he can only deliver what he has said he is bound duty bound he is bound to deliver within the parameters the boundaries and the limits of his word if god has said it then you can hold him to account because his words once again commit his doings his word commits his performance and his word commits his actions all right now let me back it up with a few scripture the bible says in numbers chapter 23 and in verse 19 that god is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent of his word of course had he said it and shall he not do it had or had he spoken and shall not make it good god is not a man that he should lie neither the son of man that he should repent had he said it and shall not do it and if he had spoken it the bible says he, he shall make it good the three things i wanted to understand the number one is that god does not possess the capacity to lie that's correct let that sink in for a moment your god does not possess the capacity to lie lying is not number two is that lying is not consistent with the character of god so first is that god does not possess the capacity to lie Assuming he even wanted to lie or he wanted to renege on what he has said, he does not have the capacity to lie. <laughs> Secondly, is that from the scripture, we it occurs to me from the scripture that lying is not consistent with the character of God. For God is not a man, and he said. So in other words, uh, lying is not for God. It's not consistent with his character. Number three, lying is an attribute and of man. Lying is an attribute of man which is found or which is as a result of man's imperfection and flaws inherently. Uh, Lion number three is an attribute of man which is a result of man's imperfection and flaws inherently. In other words, the inherent imperfection and flaws in man is what is responsible for the attribute of lion. So, lion basically is found or operates within the realm of man, and God is not a man. He may be. He may have have become a man when he was coming to us but he is not a man so what it means that what can limit man cannot limit your god and i stand at that point to let you know that your god is bankable you can trust his word because his word will never lie. He will never renege on his word. He will never go back on his word. He doesn't say his word and tells you it was a slip of tongue. That's why it is written and documented. He will not come like man and say, oh, I didn't mean it that way. Uh, I, I, I'm sorry. I have to pull back or withdraw my statement or withdraw my word. That's not consistent with God. 
Now, let's look at another scripture. Genesis chapter 21 in verse 1 to 2. This is God dealing with Sarah and Abraham, our patriarch in the Bible. And the Bible says in verse 1 of Genesis 21, verse 1 and 2, And the Lord visited Sarah as he had said, and the Lord did unto Sarah as he had spoken. (laughs) And, I take it again, the Lord visited Sarah as he has said so in other words he mean he had said to her in time past that i was going to visit you and because he said that he actually did that he was committed to visiting her because he already said that the bible goes on to say and the lord did unto sarah as he had spoken he spoke it and so he did so he in the first he said he visited her because he already told her he was going to visit secondly he said he did unto her as he had spoken so he had promised her before and verse 2 says For Sarah conceived and bare Abraham a son in his old age at the set time of which God has spoken to him. So two people were spoken to here. First was Sarah. God said, I'm going to visit you. And God indeed visited her. Secondly, God spoke to her about, you know, doing something in her life and the bible says and god did what he told her he was going to do and then the bible says uh, because of that it was connected together she bore abraham a son in his old age at the set time that god had spoken to him about in other words it means that god also having spoken to sarah he also spoke to abraham and said to him at this day within at this time according to the time of life you will have a child your wife will bear you a son and because he said that to her he put things in place he moved things around he touched the womb of sarah touched the loins of abraham did what he needed to do to make sure that all of nature conforms to what he has said that's 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 a prophetic one for someone that when god decides to do something if god speaks a word if god declares a word if as it is written god because of his integrity nature is bound to submit to walk together to come together to see that what God has said becomes true when God releases a word concerning your life as it is captured and written down when you take the word of God literally for what it is God because of his integrity even nature cannot allow God to appear as a liar so if God says I'm going to do this at this time nature goes into oppression anything that needs to go into oppression if a man needs to be looked for if a situation needs to be moved if someone needs to be put in place whatever needs to happen like a master a master chess player god supernaturally or nature supernaturally begin to move into position things begin to be moved around and in a turn of events uh, everything lies up to deliver on the promise of god and i decree and declare so shall it be for you and your family so shall it be for you and your home your life this day this week this month this year all the rest of your life uh, what 
whatever God has spoken about you, whatever God has promised you according to his word, if it is lined up with his word, I decree and declare by the mercies of God, who is a very great God, who never lies, who never renages on his promise, who never flaws or falters or goes back on his word, may nature come together. This is automatic. I don't have control of that. It's already put in place by God. May everything that needs to come together, come together to see to it that God's word in your life concerning your life and family comes to reality, comes to manifestation in the name of Jesus Christ. And so from the scripture, Genesis 21 verse 1 and 2. There's two things I want you to note from that. That God says what he does and does what he says. God says what he does and does what he says. God says what he does and does what he says. You must understand that God says what he does and God does what he says. Secondly, you must understand that he is a God who is able to will and to do that which he has spoken or promised is one thing to will something or to will to do something is another thing to actually do that you have willed or proposed to do but God is able. So ability is not a problem with God. Capability is also not a problem. He's able to will and to do. Uh, as a man, I can will something. I can propose to do something, but not able to do it. Resources or natural strength or whatever uh, incapacitation that I may have may stop me uh, or render me incapable of doing what I'm supposed to do or what I said I was going to do. But your God, that's not so with him. For the Bible tells us in, in uh, Ephesians chapter 3 in verse 20 that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly over and above all that we can imagine, think of, or even ask of. God is able to do. And when he does it, he does it exceedingly and abundantly. Over and above. Over and above. He will always amaze you. He will always surpass your expectation. He will always do over and above what he told you, what you know, what you expect. Whatever level your mind can capture as being the result you want, God is able to supersede that and do that over and over. That's abundance. Exceeding means he will do it above. Abundant means he will repeat the same process in a number of ways, in a number of times, over and over and over and over again. God is that mighty, is that powerful, that's the integrity of God. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, but without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, God is, God is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. God is, he is. Is what does he is means? It means number one that he exists. Number one that he exists. He is real. He is true. He 
is. He's able. He's alive. He exists. He is God. You must know that the Bible says that they that come to God must first believe that he is. Means he exists. Means he's alive. And alive to his responsibility. Means that he's true. Means that he's able. Means that he's capable. He is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. <laughs> so I want to submit to you, dear friends, today that the character of God is not in doubt. Neither is his personality in doubt nor his integrity. Your God is a God of integrity. Your God is a God of integrity. I want to submit to you today that your God is bankable like I told you earlier. Your God is reliable. Your God is dependable. Your God is able to will and to do that which has proposed and promised to do in your life for your life and for you and your home. And I want you to walk in the assurance that he that promised you is not only faithful but is able. He's not only well intention but is able. He has all that it takes to do what he needs to do. He does not even have to do anything. Nature by itself, by default, uh, it's waiting for the word of God and it goes into motion to see to it that it comes to pass. Uh, if God says it, everything else lines up. Uh, lines up on lines. Uh, everything comes to place. Uh, time is a function. That's correct. Uh, but as far as performance, as far as it coming to reality, as far as it coming to fruition if you do not faint in your faith if you trust god and believe god and take god by his word according to the time of life god will deliver on his promise god will deliver on his words god will deliver on that which he has said to you and i come to remind you and also decree and declare that you will be who god has says you will be you will attain what god hides god has proposed and willed and spoken to you about that you will attain no power in hell and on earth sustains the power and the ability to stop you or truncate the word of God in your life as you believe and hold unto them. The integrity of God is not to be denied. It's not to be questioned because God is able to will and to do. And I decree and declare to you, it shall be so for your life this day, this week, this month, the rest of this year and the rest of your life. The integrity of God or the jealousy of God for your life and for you and your family would say to it that his word comes to pass. God's word is backed up by his integrity. Is inability to lie, his inability to renege, his inability to pull back on his word. May his word be fruitful in your life. May he find expression and fulfillment in you. The people, nations, and see it, see his work in you and glorify him. You go and be who God has called you to be. You go and flow in the anointing that God has given you. You will attain the height. You will get to your destiny. You will get to your destination. You will fulfill purpose and destiny in the name of jesus christ the host of heaven will empower you the word of god will find expression and fulfillment in your life and your life will be an express a representation or expression of the integrity of god it is well with you go out there and be all that he has called you to be and keep on flowing in his anointing no for a fact and with no shadow of doubt that your god is a god of integrity he says it and he does it may the lord bless you and keep you and prosper you and continue to be with you till i come your way again i remain yours truly pastor george and stay blessed <laughs>